0: Hey everyone, this is the VN Talks. I'm Tala. I'm Kata. And I'm Marga. Today we have a very special episode um, related to Pride Month because it's Pride Month, it's June. Um, we're going to talk more about you know, the LGBTQ community um, and all the misconceptions and you know the kind of controversy that is around it. And you know, just talk overall about it.
1: Yeah. So, because we didn't want to be the ones to carry this episode today, uh, we have brought a special guest with us, uh, who's Donovan. He comes to class with us, and we're gonna let him introduce himself. But he's a great friend of a, friend of ours, and he knows a lot more than we do, and he can lead this conversation much better than we can. So, yeah, this is Donovan, and he's gonna be with here here with us today. So. <laughs> I introduce yourself.
2: The, <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Um, as Margarita said, my name is Donovan. I also go by Don. Uh, and I'm from Colorado, USA. But I'm currently studying with Padakata and Marga here at IE University studying BIR. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be talking to you guys a little bit more about Pride Month, the LGBTQIA plus community. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Thank you guys so much for having me today.
0: We're
3: so happy to have you here you're like our first guest and before this starts I just want to give a little FYI to people my audio can be really shitty today because they're like fixing something in my house so like I'm really sorry about that and like while we carry our conversation when is pride month like what days pride in like your respective cities that you are like do you have it
2: Um, yeah, so Pride Month is in the United States is also in June. So it's like at the exact same time as it is happening currently, like here in Madrid, for example. Um, And I I won't lie, I know that there's a specific day, I want to say that the Pride Parade is going to be this Saturday, but I might be wrong as there's kind of, it really does vary from city to city across the globe when the actual like Pride Parade takes place during the month of June. And I'm not too familiar if it's like one consistent day in Denver or if they happen to change it from time to time. But my big confession is I've actually never been to a Pride parade before in my entire life. So in -hmm. that field, like I haven't been keeping myself updated and I've been out here in Spain. So I assumed I wouldn't even be able to make Denver Pride. Um, But I know at least in Madrid that it's happening this Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, the 26th.
0: So nice.
1: Yeah, the, so, so yeah, the 26th, I think we have celebrations here already in Madrid. Um, but I think it's normally like the last Wednesday of June that we celebrated in, in Madrid. So then I'm thinking maybe the actual big celebration will be like on Saturday, July the 3rd. And that's when we'll right. have the big parade. But yeah, I, I'm not sure either. But it's true that it's really big, right? It's really big here in, in Madrid. I don't know how big it is in Denver. But I mean, I wish you could stay to see it this time, maybe next year. But yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, I mean, it's a bit different. Like out here in Madrid, I like Madrid is one of the gay capitals of the world, you know, alongside San Francisco, West Hollywood, um, various other cities across the globe, you know, that are like openly like known to be, you know, very welcoming to the LGBTQ plus community. So um, it's not quite like that. Like Denver is a relatively progressive city. Don't get me wrong, but it is super small compared to madrid you can't even compare it so denver pride is a thing and it happens but it has far less engagement than something that's happening here in madrid or say west hollywood um you know any of those like san francisco again like gay capitals of the world it doesn't quite compare because there's not as many folks to be participating but it's still a big deal and gains a lot of engagement at least for the size of the city lots of people do go
1: yeah what about you girls
3: i know here in paris is going to be also this saturday um, but in Colombia, every single year, it's, I just know this because it's my sister's birthday is the first of July, which is really curious because Pride Month is June and we have it like in July. But yeah, I, a lot. yeah, like I've seen like, I haven't been able to attend one. I really want to I think this would be so fun. Uh, but some of my best friends attended two years ago because last year there was none. And um, they seem, mm-hmm. like I remember like the signs, they were so cute. And like, I just remember... Like, a grandparent I had, like, a son. He was, like, you can hug me. Like, I'll be your grandparent now or something. Like, we all know, like, we all need, like, that, like, family special. Because, like, Colombia, it's very progressive in, like, a lot of things, which I think no one would really expect from Colombia. But there's, it's also, like, I think 90% Catholic. So, like, there's also, like, that, like, difference. So, yeah. What about you, Tala? Uh... But, uh, we don't have really
0: much like celebrations on Pride because it's kind of hidden, unfortunately. Um, it's kind of a shame and a controversy, controversy, the LGBT community. And I want to future talk, like, I want to talk about this further on, but it is also. Future episodes. For- future episodes um they um I remember because I have a gay friend of mine who's like and I told him about this episode I told him like oh like we're gonna do about this like you should tune in blah blah, blah. and he was like yeah but you should so like mention like Arab kids and like their struggles with coming out as gay and like you know the LGBT community like of Arabs you know because it is hard and it is like not celebrated it is not and, yeah. and that's not because of mainly like Arab culture or like you know the orientalist approach of you know arabs it's more of like each culture has this like tendency of like controversy and shame you know in in all religions you know not just like um islam or christianity like you know overall so it yeah. just it goes back to so many things but yeah unfortunately we don't have um pride celebration unfortunately but there's a lot of there's like a lot of NGOs and organizations that celebrates you know closely together there's literally uh, an organization that tends to like give uh, counseling for gay kids and like give them homes and like like give them funds if they you know get disowned or whatever and they're called rainbow street and I remember the school that I was in is called rainbow street so it's kind of like it's cool but yeah unfortunately hopefully like, I'm hope for the future, but yeah, I don't think it's looking any good. Yeah.
3: yeah, like, on that note, like, I have a question for both like Tala and Dawn. Like, were you like, you've like expressed to us that you don't come from like big, like, pride, full cities, I could say. Was it like a big, like, sh- culture shock coming to like Europe, like, seeing like literally districts, like, for example, like, Trika here in Paris is Le Marais, like, just like literally dedicated to like, people that are like on the lgbtq plus just like ha- literally living their best lives like literally i don't know about you but Trek, i think is one of the best districts in madrid it's so much yeah. fun Turek, le marais, yeah. i think i go to le marais every single day what like was it a big culture shock or did you expect it was it like something that like you like i don't know don you speak you're the guest
0: yeah
2: <laughs> okay. Um. You know, I wouldn't say it was necessarily a culture shock by any means. I knew like all along that M- Madrid was one of these cities that has a lot of influence in the gay community and has a very prevalent, you know, community here already. So I-, I-, I came here expecting it. You know, again, Denver, it's just, you can't even compare it because Denver is, it's so much smaller. It's the capital city of Colorado, sure, but it is just so much smaller than Madrid is. So like, the population of any demographic is going to be smaller than as it appears in Madrid because Madrid is so big. <laughs> um, it was, but it's it's interesting because you know I I might be from outside of Denver, so like I am from like a very small town, you know, and so it was crazy in a sense coming to a place like Chueca, which has like probably a population larger than my own town alone, and just this one barrio. And um, like walking down the street, it's kind of cool to feel, you know, as if you're, you're just surrounded by people from the same community and not be that w- odd one out, you know, like if I'm walking down the street in a different buddy like Salamanca or something like that, holding a hand with, um, you know, my boyfriend or something like that, I think that people would not, at least most would not really care, but there might be more looks. Whereas in Chueca, it's like, everyone is just kind of like holding hands. There's people making out on the side of the street. Like it doesn't, you don't even <laughs> think about it because it really is like a neighborhood dedicated to this very welcoming feel for the gay community. So in that sense, it was new and it was something I hadn't experienced before, but it wasn't again, necessarily a surprise because I went into it knowing that I was going to a city that was super welcoming as fact that was top of my list when I was going to university and applying to university was that I was going to be going to a campus that was accepting in a city or town that was accepting as well. And Madrid, of course, check out that list, you know, it's accepting and there's many other people here to be in a supportive community. So um, I don't know if that answers it all right for you, but that's oh, one of my two cents. It does.
1: <laughs>
0: um, at least for me, I feel like I wouldn't say it would be necessarily a culture shock because I feel like people don't understand this, but like, especially the Middle East, we're really like glo- from, you know, globalization, we're really westernized in a way. Like we know so much about the West, you know, in terms of everything, you know, um, like TV shows, language, like, culture, literally, literally everything. So you would see online and you would see on social media, all of these things and you, it wouldn't really be a shock. And I, I remember like, I remember when in 2015, when Obama legalized gay marriage, there was this huge debate between Amani's and, on Facebook. And they're all like, you know, people who don't, people who, do, who don't support it, people who do support it. I'm like, you, y'all know, like, you're not in the US. This doesn't affect you whatsoever. Why are you debating on it? And I feel like since then, it kind of, I started realizing, like, I started educating myself more on the um, topic, you know, and I had multiple friends. And so like, it just all came, I started educating myself on it. So I don't think it would be necessarily a culture shock. I feel like uh, I always knew about it, you know, from in terms of like, westernized
4: globalization or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I think what you were saying now about educating yourself is really important when it comes yeah. to the LGBTQ plus exactly. community, especially when it comes to us, though, as we are not part of it, we are supposed to educate ourselves first, we should listen first, and then talk and then see what we can learn before we, we dare to say anything, because we're not affected, and we're really privileged at the, at the end of the day. Uh, to be in the position that we are, and we will never feel what people do in in the LGBTQ plus community. And in that sense, I'm wanting to like bring up the topic of like representation and and ask Don how it feels, especially now, because I think it's like increasingly being more present every day, like seeing. Uh, I don't know, LGBTQ plus um, couples on TV shows or anything like that, seeing pride parades all around the world, how it feels and how has it felt that everything has been changing since the beginning and, or, you know, in the the recent years, just how things have uh, evolved. How does it feel and how does like representation kind of impact you and impact the way that you feel. Because at the end of the day, still coming out and still being a part of the community is, is a big thing and something a lot of people are scared of saying. So having that representation, having people that openly talk about their struggles and say, I am part of the community, must be a thing that helps a lot and, and kind of may have changed a lot, like your view of yourself in the community as well, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I think that, like, when it comes to representation, say, in pop media, as of right now, TV shows, movies, it's a hit or a miss. Um, like, generally speaking, what we want, I think, as a community, of course, I'm not trying to speak on behalf of every single person from the LGBTQIA community, but is, is the normalization of, you yeah. know, gender identity and sexual identity. And some TV shows and movies do a great job of that and others do a terrible job and it's just the token gay character. So you look at cool. movies, for example, oh, I yeah. was gonna say, think of like um, Mean Girls, for example, you know, made quote unquote different time, you know, early 2000s, for example, not that long ago though. And sure, yeah. that's, it's funny, but like Darren is a funny character and I love Mean Girls just as much as the next person. But in another sense, like how much work is the character Darren doing to progress the voice of the gay community? arguably not so much because he's a character made of stereotypes it could even create further wedges so you know in that sense like if we're being put on the screen just to be like a pity just to be a laughing stock, like yeah. for me it's kind of like yeah. it's fine yeah. from time to time like we can like, make humor out of people. things like I, I exactly but like I love it being when it's just kind of like it, it's there but it doesn't need to be even necessarily a topic of discussion because I feel like with gay people it's like we're just like anyone else you know like our relationship is just like anyone other's relationship you don't need to make it like glorified on the screen of like but this is two men or this is two women or this is someone who's transgender and like cisgendered in a relationship and like glorified as this crazy thing where like my conceptualization is more so like I mean it's a it's a relationship so you can can just make the gay relationship on the screen and that not be like this massive part of the plot if that makes sense um but again like if it's doing I I think in general normalizing it and the more that we do put it on media um the more it does become normalized and less stigmatized and so again I do say like it really depends on the light in which you do it some people would argue that any representation is good representation maybe others wouldn't and like I Mm. said my personal opinion is it just depends on how it's how it's shown but it's super cool to think that in just the past 20 years alone Think about, like, the year 2000 versus, you know, now 2021, how much progress we've made in regards to, like, Pride parades becoming that much more normalized, that much more support. The, like, the normalization of gay and non-cisgendered characters and asexual characters and everyone from that whole gender identity and sexual identity spectrum starting to more and more be prevalent on the TV screen and in pop culture and in politics it's pretty cool and it's it's really cool to see that we've made so much progress in such a short amount of time I mean like Talas said I mean only six years ago was gay marriage legalized in my home country Mm -hmm. of the U.S. that's yeah six years that's it like for more of my life it's been illegal and it has been um it it, for more of my life it's been illegal than it has been legal
4: which is (laughs) bizarre to think
0: about I have a question though what would you say like in, in terms of like representation what would you say was the movie that really like was important to you that showed great you know lgbtq um representation like what do you think mm-hmm. do you do you have a movie that you related to or that you were thankful it was made or do you think it's not there yet it wasn't there um, it's like it doesn't have to be so special like it could have just been like a movie that was just good representation
2: well i remember like okay i'll be honest with the audience like i am not a very big movie or tv watcher oh, okay. at all it's like i never don't watched. watch many okay like i remember people to this very day like from the gay community are like you've never seen love simon like how dare you and i'm like i'm sorry yeah exactly i've seen call me by your name i have seen call me by your name who um, hasn't like though? love simon for example i have that i mean it's a good question <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I would say like the one that like strikes like something to me in one sense, um, Glee was like a progressive show and a horrible show at the same time. I've been rewatching episodes here and there like recently and like the I things know. that they say would not fly in today's <laughs> world, yeah. I don't think. Like, but there's other parts of it that, that did bring up some very important, you know, things And I think the only reason that it sticks true to me is because I was watching Glee and Glee was finishing being made as I was coming out around the age of 12. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to like, I just remember like sympathizing directly with this TV show I happened to be watching as a young 12 year old and seeing Blaine and stuff like that on the screen was something really cool to me. Even if now looking back on it with more mature eyes, I'm kind of like, well, this is kind of fetishizing the gay community, like low key. But even then, yeah. like, at least this is one of the first shows that had like an openly gay couple and was talking about gay sex even and like starting to bit by bit normalize it. And so I think in another sense that they're, they made mistakes in many areas of controversy, not just in regard to the LGBT community, but people with disability, with Artie, like the show messed up. did made some mistakes to say the least, but it also, I can respect them in the sense of being in one sense, a pioneer of starting to yeah. normalize that um, and I respect that and it helped me I think a lot as a young child watching it even if it was not always necessarily the best image if that makes sense but I think they did a very yeah, like, good job for when the time was
3: yeah I, mean, I was gonna ask a question about that because like now like obviously there's been a big conversation over oh uh, I forgot Darren Chris. yeah Darren Chris is playing like so many like gay characters while he's being a straight man Um, So like I've seen like a lot of like points of view like both like in favor but like against him because now he publicly I think a year ago said that he will never again take any other gay characters. Um, Like what do you think on the spectrum because like personally I think like if he was not him like probably a person someone in the gay community could have taken the character of Blaine. But also we have to go back to 2010 when gay marriage was not legalized. Um, so probably, like, people would have come out for him, like, things could have gone really horribly for, like, a gay man, but obviously now we talk about, like, the show carried on for, like, more years than that, and new shows are coming out, and he kept doing those characters, uh, gay characters, uh, what do you think about, like, straight people taking on, like, gay roles?
2: I mean, that's a great question. I would, I guess I should preface, like, everything that I'm saying, I should have said this earlier, like, if there are people from the- you know lgbtqia plus community that disagree with things that i'm saying like more power to you everyone's entitled to their own opinion so i would start by saying that you know your interpretation is different from everyone and i'm not here to judge that um i think it's hard and i think it depends on your perspective like if you're looking at it from an acting perspective it's very admirable that darren chris who's someone who is not gay and thus has not had the experiences you know of like true like genuine at your heart romantic attraction to the same sex um the fact that he's able to portray a character like Blaine so well you could say it's admirable like you know if he's the best actor for it he deserves the role and like I guess in one sense I understand that but in another I look at it it's like there are people out here who who are gay and stuff like that and for a long time up until recently like we're marginalized we're like maybe more likely to not receive a role as opposed to potentially someone who is straight like that sort of a thing that it's like it, now that we're in today's world, why not give those roles to those people who are directly being infected or, or directly being um, impacted by, by what's going to be discussed by that character, if that makes sense. So I guess my interpretation, again, is it's kind of twofold. If you look at it with the perspective of the best actor deserves the role, then I, I completely understand that. But in another sense, I understand why people would be upset that they're not giving that opportunity to someone who is gay, who has walked the walk, who feels that emotion, who, who has experienced it firsthand, as opposed to another straight white man, you know, like, that's a lot of controversy is like, why do we keep handing roles to these, you know, straight, cisgendered white men, as opposed to people who have actually, like, experienced it from neglected demographics, like, give those roles to the neglected demographics, and I also entirely understand that perspective as well.
0: Exactly, I 100% agree. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also want to move on the topic because to, <laughs> you mentioned that um you like you were watching glee when you were you know starting to come out and i want to kind of move on to like coming out it pisses me off because like when is coming out ever going to like end like why do gay people mm-hmm. only have to come out like why do not straight people come out like it's so stupid to me like, in Love, like if South my North. if my child comes out to me I would slap her I was like don't come out to me say that? it's normal say like, nah. no no like I you know what I mean obviously I would be supportive but like I mean I just want to normalize like, it uh- like it's just normalization. That's the that's the deal. Like it's not like obviously. Like I'm not gonna say slap person <laughs> I'm not gonna disown her. <laughs> but like no no. But like Hello, what you I mean can by cancel
1: every every episode you just cancel. Guys <laughs> guys just listen
0: to me, okay? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm what I what I mean by that is just like I don't want her to feel like she has the need to like tell me that she's gay. You know, I I feel like it should be normal like what everyone Mm -hmm. expects everyone to be straight you know that's why Mm -hmm. so what do you what do you think of that like when like first yeah first of all like what do you what do you think of that and like you know if you if you're comfortable with it you know you can tell um what it felt like you know your story and yeah like yeah okay yeah um
2: (laughs) Of course, we just I, said, yeah. I can totally that for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so again, this is another thing that I think is looked at as very different everyone. amongst Yo. everyone. Yeah, including different for everyone in the gay community. I think to answer your question in very simple terms, like, like, In a very simple way, people have to come out from the LGBTQ plus community because of the fact that it's it's because of the world that we live in. As of right now, it's kind of expected that like you will, if you are born like biologically a female, that you will stay a female, biologically a male, then you are a male you know boys like girls girls like boys Boom, that's kind of the end of story and that's more normal and it makes sense in one sense because most people are cisgendered and most people are straight you know so in one sense it, it's it's you know what thousands of years now of just human history of mm-hmm. us kind of like mm-hmm. developing yeah. this norm of gender identity and gender roles and uh sexual identity and that sort of a thing and it always kind of being pre-assumed of just you know your biology defines your de- defines but who yeah, you are stupid, as yeah. a gender yeah and, it, and and like your biology also defines who you will find sexually attractive and so in one sense i think it's just again like we're a minority so it's we're disadvantaged in that sense so we have to kind of make that extra like jump that extra thing of coming out um to disassociate ourselves from what the preconceived notion is about us if that makes sense
1: um
2: i think that like maybe we'll become to a place in a world um, where you don't have to and everyone lives, you know, singing kumbaya and everyone's like, (laughs) I don't care what you are. And if you want to be called, you know, a napkin, I'll call you a napkin. And if you kiss, you know, like boys or girls or whoever, anyone in between on that gender spectrum, like that, we don't care. I hate to be negative, but I don't think that that's going to happen at least yeah. in our lifetime. You know, think that like, like, we've yeah, certainly be made progress.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: but I don't think that we're going to get into a place in. It's going to be a while because we still have culture and society that's highly patriarchy to patriarchal. Yes. We still have gender roles and taboo about sexual expression and sexual liberation. And so, like before, we resolve all of these other issues that are not always directly associated with the LGBTQ plus community, but with women and. Men and you know again gender roles like until we resolve those who it which impact everyone's lives, it's going to be difficult to get to a place where we don't have to necessarily come out. But also, yeah. so I think coming out is something that is so dependent again. I keep saying this on the individual. I know many people from the from my community that have never come out. They just yeah. one day showed up at home and said, "Mom, this is this is you know my partner here," really? and sat down. You know, I like like that. it doesn't need to be a conversation. This that. is my partner, you know, yeah, or this is my that. girlfriend. This is my boyfriend. <laughs> Um, that sort of a thing. But I think the other thing that a lot of people, like the, the concept of coming out has become super normalized as well because it's coming from a place of like wanting support. Like yeah. how else can I expect as a 12 year old for my mom to like support me in these struggles that I'm kind of like facing internally without blatantly telling her mom I'm gay because when I'm 12 years old, I'm not going to bring home a boyfriend and just say, mom, this is my boyfriend and yeah. we sit down for dinner, you know, and have a tender morning. Yeah, so morning, just like you know? communication
0: like, and talking about it. Like that's, that's exactly. the- mm-hmm. That's why it's important, mainly. And that's why I think it's different for everyone.
2: Is Exactly. It's different for everyone, depending on what you need. If you're more adult, if you're on your own, it might be easier to swing the whole, like, this is not a big part of my life. I just am going to bring my boyfriend over to dinner and we're going to have dinner with my family. And that's the end of the story. Whereas with other people, it's a need to tell because it's something you're keeping inside. Imagine being...
1: You know, yeah. transgender
2: and feeling trapped as if you're living this fake life for your entire life. Like I'm sure the want to tell the people around you of like this is not me. And I'm gonna start going by different pronouns and I'm gonna start looking a little bit different and I need your unconditional love and support. Like that makes logistical sense why someone would want to have that coming out experience. It,
0: yeah, it makes and for me when I was yeah. super
2: young, I needed that support from my mom. I was I was a child. I needed the support from my family to keep understanding who I was as a person. It was not so easy as just like it is what it is. So um, yeah.
1: Did you feel like that kind of uh, those two feelings of being at the same time, having that need of getting it out, but on the other hand, feeling like scared? And because, I mean, at the end of the day, coming out, it feels like you're exposed to because you're not what is, you know, the normality to people, what is normalizing this this gender patriarchal society. So suddenly when you're like out of that rule, you feel exposed. It's like you're you're not what's considered normal anymore and of course if you feel so exposed so I'm, I'm sure you had like maybe I'm wrong but that feeling of I want to like be myself and show who I am but on the other hand I'm scared of what others will say or what things can happen because we even see hate crimes towards the the, the yeah. community and it's it's terrifying to to see that people just because they express who they are and who they love they just you know, they, they get hit just because of that. So it, it must be really scary to feel exposed that I, even though at the same time, you really want to, you know, be yourself. Yeah.
2: Dude, there's nothing like it. Like, I swear there's nothing like it. And I've heard um other people, of course, everyone's coming out. Experience is very different, but I've heard of many people who had similar experiences as mine. And I am very fortunate. Like when it comes to my life, I've been super privileged in regard to like where I am. You know, my family was very supporting of me um so that's great but I remember growing up you know mother's intuition my mom always knew like my family always knew you know like it was no secret in the sense they were more so just waiting on me to figure it out but they already had um and I remember like I knew I grew up with my mom always planting seeds of like it's okay if you're gay Dewey like I remember being like my, my family calls me Dewey that's why I say that um like I remember growing up and being a little kid and my mom would like casually bring up a conversation and be like you know whoever you are whoever you love like I'll always love you and I'll always support you and I'd be like five you know and to me I was just like okay like this is cool <laughs> mom like thank you but now looking back I'm like she was planting seeds to show that yes. she was supporting me and I started to grow and develop and try to understand things like she was telling me that before I even understood what exactly it meant out of pure love of like just in case, you know? Yeah. And Aww. despite that, and despite it always being an open conversation with my mom, I was petrified to come out to my mom. I knew she was going to support me. I knew that she was going to love me, but it was like getting the words of I'm gay up to my mom. I couldn't do it. I, I remember like when I came out, my mom just knew that there was something wrong. And it was because I'm super close with my mom. I tell her everything. And again, I was 12. I was in seventh grade. And so I was super terrified to like get it out, but I wanted to tell her so she could tell I was like hiding something. She was like, Dewey, what's wrong? Like we need to talk. Brought me over to the couch. I was like, oh God, like I do not want to talk about this right now at all. And um, sure enough, she ended up like kind of coaxing it out of me. And at one point she was like, just tell me like, what do you need to tell me? What are you hiding from me? And I broke down sobbing. I could not even speak. I, I cried so hard because, and again, I knew she was going to support me, but I, I don't even know how to express yeah. it. And she ended up being like, do you want me to guess? And I was like, oh, oh like through my tears. And she's like, Dewey, are you gay? Sure <laughs> enough, she was oh. right. Like, <laughs> again, mother's intuition. Like <laughs> so but- And it was fine, but there's nothing like it, like getting out, like Marguerite just said, like pulling yourself physically, even if you know your most inner circle is going to be supportive, going from this place to out and proud in a place where you are quite vulnerable and stuff like that, especially depending like the, the, like on where you are in the LGBTQ community, like that can be super scary to be out because you can feel unsafe in your own household, in your own community, in your own school, in your own place of work. Like it's, it's it's like very moment- I don't even know how to describe it again. Like it's just this huge shift in your life that yeah, is, is very is. scary but very liberating at the same time.
3: Yeah. yeah, I remember um when my when like one of my best friends she came out to me. We we're in a quinceanera party, of course, and um uh, like for the past like days, like weeks, like she had been really like like weird. Around, I was going through a lot of shit when I was fifteen, and she was also. And I, I remember like we were like at the party, and I just told her like, "Is that you have not been there for me lately?" and Because I was really pissed at her. And then she like I walked out because like north was a garden, and she came back. She came like running. I was like, "Got the like, it's not like I want to be there for you, but like there's something." I was like, "What's like what's something? Tell me like, come straight at me like, tell me like I'm going through a lot of shit, and I need my best friend, and you're not there for me." And. She just looked at me and she's like I have to tell you something I was like well tell me and she like started crying and I was like "Girly, you what, like what's wrong like of course I had me for like a long time like I already had like my pins and guesses but like I was like I never it was never a conversation that we had because like I didn't want to make her uncomfortable like maybe she was not ready to have that conversation yet um and like mm-hmm. uh then like well like she was like trying to tell me and she was like well you know like this I was like like what the fuck are you saying? because I didn't want to guess and then like having it wrong but like what if I say something like like girly like are you bi or like are you gay and like then she's being like no like that's not so like mm-hmm. um then like she told me and like it was really sweet and like of course like in Colombia like there's a big community it's growing everlasting in like Colombia like it's one of the only five countries in Latin America that has a equal marriage in Colombia also has uh, a uh, also like gay couples can adopt kids but it's mm-hmm. of course it's really like it's really hard and like it hasn't been hard for her like she has been like really supported and stuff but I think what I've done because I felt like that need to like always like and I still do Like to always be supportive to her because I know it's gonna be hard. And she has like she has been very blessed, but she also had like really rough patches. Whenever you see something that has like pride on it, I just become like that mom and it just buy like everything. I really don't care. Like, does she need it? No. Does she want it? Absolutely not. But I'm gonna give her like literally, I was just in Disneyland last week and I saw like Pride Collection. I was like, here goes all my money. And I'm gonna take it back to her. She's gonna be like, why is why why? And be like, Do you like it? (laughs) <laughs> but um, it's just, it's just complicated. And like, I remember like, but I think with time, like in our timeline, like it's gonna start, like I think people are just gonna be like coming out if they have this need because they know like their, like their surroundings are gonna like kind of force it into them. Like I know in Columbia it's gonna keep happening because like you can just like, people are just gonna assume and like people are just gonna be expecting like, why are you not bringing that girl home? Why are you not bringing that guy home? And like stuff. So I don't know. Like, I think that's my two cents on that.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it depends. Like, again, from every person, I think we're moving to a place where some people it's obsolete in their life depending on where they are. And for other people, it's very important. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm saying like, it's flexible. You know, like do whatever makes you feel most comfortable, whatever is best for your life, for your personal situation. Like, don't let anyone else judge that
0: you know yeah exactly yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but okay so moving on moving on uh, move to on next topic I kind of want to focus more on transgender and non-binary communities because I had a lot of like interesting discussions with people about this like a lot of people would say like why is what is they them what is she her what is he him like obviously he's a guy obviously she's a girl what is they like what are, like you people know, like who only people who only
1: listen and do not watch the YouTube video <laughs> do not get to see your expressions. It's like priceless. <laughs> it like it. go to YouTube. See this part of it. You can go back. <laughs> yeah.
0: You don't want to miss that. <laughs> I, oh my god. I okay, nice stop a lot of people get really like they're still confused about it they still don't know what it means they still don't get like uh, you know people putting you know the pronouns in their bios or in instagram or like all around social media like you are doing don like you have the um, yeah. pronouns in your zoom and your instagram bio and all of that so and i remember we had this discussion we had this like interesting like and i understood it more clearly like around, like the first time we, I went out with you, I was like, what, why necessarily, why do people you know, put it in their bios? Like, what does it mean? And you explained it perfectly. And I thought of it the same way. So what, like, talk. <laughs> <laughs> Explain I the audience. vividly.
2: It was like post-Puma sitting in my apartment on my couch, yeah. couch and you were just yeah. this
0: together. Yeah, because I was really interested um, yeah. in like, getting like to actually know, cause I was still confused myself and I didn't know what it meant and it's good to educate and it's good to like exactly have discussion because a lot of people might not know you know its meaning you know so yeah it's really yeah. important
1: that you educated yourself that's the important part now we're all get, getting educated by Don, except yeah. By yeah. Who for, some, for some reason well, okay. just run away but you can still talk Don. <laughs> she'll be yeah
2: no um i mean it's a great question and of course i'm not trying to be on like a soapbox by any means because i personally like identify with my biological gender that was assigned to me so for those of you who are watching on youtube you can see my zoom handle says donovan he but um so i don't personally like you know consider myself you know transgender or gender non-binary or anywhere else on the gender spectrum so again i'm not trying to be preachy as i'm sure there are other people who have very direct experience with this very personal experience with it but i'll try to do my best Basically like what I told Tala is the whole trend of people um, putting in their gender bio or their gender pronouns in their Instagram bio, their Zoom handle, their WhatsApp username, that sort of a thing. It's coming from a place of support for these groups of people who are typically speaking gender non-binary, transgender, gender fluid, again, anywhere else in the gender um, spectrum. It's, it's, it's a trend to try to normalize it, um, this use of like pronouns and defining our pronouns and making it publicly known. Um, because there are people in this world, you know, that will look at you and say like, why do you need to have he, him pronouns on your Zoom handle, Donovan? You look like a guy. And that's fair, generally speaking, yeah. But there are many people in this community that might present, you know, use gender expression to look more masculine, but still want to be called, feminine pronouns or gender non-binary pronouns like you know z and Zer, or you know anything in between they them um so it's a means of trying to normalize it because before people started jumping on this trend in a sense and like adding them to their bios before then it was only people from this trans community from this gender non-binary community that had to put them on their bio and it's very isolating in a sense of like seeing everyone else just kind of exist but you having the only person and it says your name and your pronouns just so just to make sure that everyone gets it but it feels comforting to see that no matter how you look even if it might seem quote-unquote obvious to current standards of gender expression and gender norms to see someone still putting their genders inside of their pronoun or inside of their bio and on their zoom handle it makes a community sense uh like feel i guess and um show kind of that we're all together and it starts normalizing the use of pronouns as a conversation you know as a conversation starter hey my name's Don he, him pronouns, make it super quick and easy. Like, it starts really normalizing this so that everyone in this community who currently are kind of outcasted by current. Exactly, yeah. It's all about respecting
0: the pronouns.
2: Exactly, exactly. It's these people who are kind of on the outs who might not look how they present, you know, again, according to these current standards that exist and making them feel welcome. Um, So that's why there's this huge push to start normalizing them. And there are many college campuses, Mm -hmm. at least in the United States, that now it's like required upon introductions to try to, you know, when you introduce yourself, like the professor will literally introduce themselves on the first day of class with their name and yeah. their pronouns, just so it's like first name basis, you know, you get to know my pronouns as well. And then we'll move on and we don't have to talk about it again. And I'll respect your pronouns, you respect mine. And I think that's super cool.
0: Yeah, that yeah. is super cool. And there's like a, also a law. I remember in humanities class, we have a lot of, um I'm just not going to talk about that. What if they're watching this? I'm just joking. <laughs> no, um, but like, uh, I have a lot of people in my, cl- in my humanities class and they were talking about this law that kind of enforces um, like people to like, if you don't respect, you know, a, you know, a transgender male or female's uh, pronouns, they like, I don't know, they get fined or they go to jail. I don't know. It's like something on, like, with the law. And so he was like, yeah, mm-hmm. obviously, like I'll respect their pronouns. Like obviously that, but like, isn't it too much to like enforce Like, to force it through the law, like, I feel like that's too much. What do you think of that? Like, because, I mean, I don't, I feel like it has, like, I feel like, you know, transgender people, like, they're not being respected to the point where they have to, you know, involve the law. That's how fucked up it is, Mm -hmm. you know? That, like, Mm -hmm. come on, and people don't see that. They only saw, oh, they're forcing me to do this. Like, how hard it is to, how hard it is 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 to respect can't talk i'm so frustrated but but like yeah what do you think of that
2: okay yeah yeah i mean i understand that concern obviously and you know if you don't necessarily understand or agree with this you know gender non-binary pronoun stuff like i i guess like i understand why you might be uh, aggravated by it but these laws exist and I'm going to come admittedly from a more US based legal background. I don't like the laws and regulations in Europe and outside of Europe. So I'm still getting familiar with. So I'm most familiar with like how things work in the States, for example, but at least in the States, like you have this really big issue when it comes to really this big gray zone, I guess just to say where it's defining like what comes from like disrespect to like harassment to assault and stuff like that, like, where, where do you find that in between? Like, is someone purposely misidentifying you? um, Because it's just because they like, want to be aggressive and be an asshole, for lack of a better term, is that going to escalate past just purposely misgendering you towards physical or at least more verbal assault? Or is this individual just honestly making a mistake? Oops, I'm sorry, I'm super tired of him, we're pulling a seven hour long shift let me correct myself. I'm sorry. I made an error twice. You know, like defining that is super difficult. And I think that it's very difficult. If I had to guess with these laws and legalities, it's not like you're going to go to a restaurant and ask the server, like, miss, could you please bring me a Pepsi? And the server is going to say, actually, I like it's, it's him. It's, it's like, sir. And if you do it one more time, I don't think they're going to call the feds on you and you're going to get arrested. Like, that's not what this is standing. If I had to guess, these types of regulations are in place for people who are very clearly, like, just being an asshole and trying to push and potentially escalate the situation towards more than just misgendering, but towards physical and verbal assault. Like, again i don't think like there has to be probable cause you know involved in the mix to get persecuted for something like this and so again you're gonna this is only really gonna be for those people who are out there purposely doing harm and damage and perpetuate a very negative exactly hate crime stuff like that this is only going to be bothering those types of people if i guess it's not going to bother someone who might be like i don't really get the whole they them thing accidentally called my waiter him when he asked to be referred to as they them pronouns and you move on from it like I don't think you're going to get arrested. I, I, I don't. I would. Yeah. I, would yeah. I don't believe the law is going to be that aggressive by any means. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But what I also said to Tala, like at the end of the day, when it comes to this whole conversation, because I've had some great conversations with people about the concept of they them, because I think that that's even a more hot topic than being transgender of just you yeah. know going male to female or female to male, but doing yeah. this in between. People really don't understand. People it. it's don't understand. Confusing. Them. People yeah. are very. Yeah. Very from. And so what I'll say on that regard, that I also said that when we had this conversation is it's confusing, like, and it's okay to question and it's okay to look up things on the internet. Um, but at the end of the day, everyone wants to be treated nicely. Everyone's doing their own thing. Everyone's, you know, on this floating rock, just trying to figure out what makes them content in life What and treat others well. You know, for the most part, that's how people exist. What I was yeah. telling Tala is it's like, if someone asks to be called by they them pronouns and your mind is, well, I don't really understand that. I don't get it. You don't need to have complete understanding of something to have compassion to something.
0: Exactly. I personally have
2: never suffered from mental health. I'm very thankful that I have never had to suffer with severe mental health. I don't look at someone who says that they have depression and say, I don't get understand
3: it. it. Yeah. A smile.
2: Just drink a glass of water. <laughs> have you been sleeping oh, all right? I don't you're, look You're at, not
3: part of the Latinx community, honey. But like yeah. people in the Latinx community will tell you that. That's why like being Latino and being queer is been like harder. But that's not a conversation. Yeah. But yeah Sorry.
2: <laughs> no, you're fine. I mean, it's just, I think that again, like there are so many areas in this life that you don't have understanding in, and people just take, yeah. for, just take it for what it is like mental health, you know? There's still some stigma out there, but generally speaking, a lot of people on this earth, even if they haven't suffered from it, are not gonna look someone suffering from anxiety and depression in the eye and say, you're lying. But for some reason, there is this thing, they, them, where people just have this crave to understand it. And if they don't understand it, they refuse to acknowledge it as real. And that I have a problem with, like you don't have to understand to sympathize. It's used you're spending so much more energy and emotion and burning so many more calories with this individual by arguing with them about their gender pronoun. When at the end of the day, if you just nod your head and say, I'm so sorry, and act as hard as you can to call them by the pronoun that they asked you to use, you're making their day so much better. You're making yeah. them feel safe. They're making them feel comfortable. And you will go on with your day unimpacted. Like how mm-hmm. hard is it to just be like, I don't get it. Like it's kind of weird, kind of confusing to me, but whatever, like who am I to say that you're wrong? Exactly. Live your best life. I mean, that's yeah, my angry. personal opinion.
1: Yeah, the and more, you know I'm what, more, yeah. You know what makes me mad too? Like when people say that these people, for example, someone who decides to go by certain pronouns that people do not usually understand because they're not, you know, he or she. And they're like, oh, they're just doing it because they want to call people's attention. It's like, God, how, I I just don't understand how people can think someone would want to get, just expose themselves and show that they're vulnerable and that they're out of the norm just so, you know, I want to call everyone's attention. I want to use this pronouns just because I want people to pay attention to me. How stupid is that? Like, we know these people are the ones who, you know, suffer from, from being marginalized, fr- who suffer from hate crimes, who have a, th- their struggles just yeah. because they can't find their own identity and or can't be accepted by their families. And you really think these people are here, you know, trying to call your attention by asking you to call them by they them. Do you really yeah. think that's the reason? Like, yeah. do you think that they think they're going to then be loved by everyone and respected by everyone and they're going to call everyone's attention? Well, it's quite the opposite. They will probably get hated on by this type of people who just decide that they don't understand it and do not even try to respect it. Not even try to understand it, but respect it. It's It makes me so mad. Like, sometimes it's, it's just all about people thinking like, oh, these people just want to... Um, you know, call everyone's attention and they say it about Pride Month, they say it about the parades too, like, why do they have the the need to do that? It's like, because it's Mm -hmm. who they are. They're not trying to call your attention. Just as you are who you are and that's normalized, they want to normalize who they are as well. And I think here comes like the topic of, you know, parades, for example, being so controversial, Pride being, you know, proud of pride, being so controversial because people just think they're trying to call everyone's attention and it's nothing like that it's like celebrating who you are just in the same way you don't normally need to celebrate who you are because you've never felt that oppression of not being yeah. able to just you know be yourself so what yeah. what do you have to say about all of this don and and how do you feel about it
2: i mean i would just say like a bit, to put it super simply like one rotten egg does not make the entire batch rot you know, like maybe one or two people here and there are doing it for attention, but that doesn't mean that everyone is doing it for attention, you know, like it seems a bit harsh to accuse an entire group of yeah. God knows how many hundreds of thousands of people globally of all being attention seekers, you know, like yeah. there are people who have faked pregnancies before. Are you looking at every pregnant woman saying you're faking it because a couple faked it? Like just so many weird parallels. That's there are so isn't
1: yeah. yeah, so
2: real. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying is it's like there, there's so many weird parallels you could draw with like, okay, well, with that logic, then this is bad and this is an attention seeker and this is ba- like, and it's just not fact again, there might be a couple of rotten eggs that are unfortunately bringing us down because they are doing it for attention. But at the end of the day, I would say it's very harsh and like illogical as well yeah. to assume that everyone Definitely. is just jumping on this bandwagon for attention, not just attention, but like mostly bad attention like it's it's a marginalized community like that it's just again a bit illogical
3: yeah Yeah, like at least for me like I think like I understand humans we're like naturally like really curious and shit but like I think you will just be happier in your ignorance if they ask you to say they and if it's that hard for you just like say just like call them by their name literally um like literally like it's easier like you don't have to start questioning like like I have people that I know that they question everything about the community and every single aspect they're like but like there has to be something like biological for like why or like there has to be trauma so that people can be gay like no just like don't think about it it's not your life just be ignorant if they ask you to do something good like if they don't well good as well if they want you to present you to their boyfriend to their girlfriend well great for them if they don't well like it's literally like, just live your life and let them live theirs.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: I also, okay, before we end the episode, I really want to talk about this. Go for it. <laughs> um, Cause like I had, it's like, it, I feel like the, the controversy stems from this issue or like not an issue, but this like situation in a way. Like it all goes back to like, in a way religion, you know? um how people like does it really bother you to hear that you're like not very much supported um you know from specific people because it's against you know their religion or it's mm-hmm. you know it's a sin or it's against nature or you know all of that case you know all of that case cases so mm-hmm. what do you think of that because i have a lot to say but we we'll, let's we'll speak first i think i like
2: First and foremost, try to like approach this conversation. You know, with I would prefer a very sympathetic lens. You know, like there are many people who are like let's use let's use the Christian faith for example. Like there are a lot of people who are raised in that faith, um, depending on where you are in the world and what sect. In a very harsh way, like like you know not I guess harsh is a bad word to use, but like very consuming. You know, like like if you are a very devout Christian you can spend your entire life being taught things and told things that will shape who you are as a person well into yeah. your adulthood and if one of those things was that homosexuality is a sin and you are very devout and you love your faith with everything you have you're going to hate, hate homosexuality because that's what yeah. you were told that's what you were told and stuff like that that's what you were raised to believe in you worship you know, this God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And these teachings that came from them, these divine beings are saying that it's wrong and I want to go to heaven. And so like, that's So it's wrong. And I'm being told that it's wrong. Like, like, In that sense, I'm sympathetic. You know, like I feel bad that that these people believe like a lot of people believe it at their core to be the truth. Yeah. And I think that that's true for people in Christianity, in um, Islam, in many other religions. Yeah. Um, but what it boils down down to is I get frustrated. Like I'm sympathetic to a degree and I'm sympathetic in that sense yeah. where I'm like, I would love to have a conversation with you about it. Like, let's talk about it. Yeah. And as a large organized religion, as is Judaism, Christianity, Islam, all these things, their end goal is to bring people to salvation, bring people to be better people, um, to create a community to find salvation in the end. All these have the same achievement, same foundational roots. I mean, like we all are coming from different backgrounds. Would you all agree that that's yeah, exactly what all these, you know, sure. faiths are trying to do? Yeah. By pointing down to people and being mean and by calling mm-hmm. people slurs and by, you know, actively spreading hate towards these people, you're defeating the purpose of your faith.
0: Exactly. Many of these faiths
2: also teach to be kind to your neighbor, to be understanding, oh. to be sympathetic. Again, you don't pick and choose. It's not fair, and you're pushing people away from what your goal. Then, then I would say it's like to me, you're you're doing a disservice to your own religion, you know, by being so mean to these people. And there's not much of an excuse there, in my eyes. At the yeah. same time, you know, um, so I struggle with it. I think it's an unfortunate thing that our world is faced with, and. Um, that's why like it's going to be a little while until that starts to rework itself because real change is not going to happen until people who are very powerful within these organizations within these um religions start to kind of correct these wrong preachings and these wrong teachings but until that happens we're going to continue hearing these sentiments and it's going to be kind of an ugly cycle but yeah i mean just a reminder like you, you don't pick and choose what your faith says you know like yeah and I think more than
3: the more than the like religion itself is how interpreted. um like this is going to be like a really bad reference and I heard that this movie is like gay gay rights for like straight people but like um there's this song in one of the movies that I'm not going to mention it and like the song is called like love thy neighbor and they literally talks about this they take every single thing in religion they're like well, you have to choose, like according to the Bible, like you cannot have to choose. So you're saying that you're committing a small sin, but you can, but loving some, loving thy neighbor, loving in this moment, like loving people in the LGBTQ community is not as like good. Oh, your parents are divorced. That's a sin, but like nothing's gonna happen to them because you're saying like, oh no, that's a minor thing. So like, you're literally putting people's like wealth, well-being, happiness, like in a balance for your own good so you can have you can commit sins that because they're lo- you're choosing to love someone else they can't they're choosing to live their own truth that's a bigger sin for you um so like i think mm-hmm. that's like like maybe if someone wants to listen to a song it's like really cheerful it's like musical theater but like like it really put me this conversation because like whenever religion comes into it i was never able to like respond or like have like uh like an attitude would be like approaching to it because like I grew up in a very catholic community so like I was always like well like they told me that this is things are supposed to go um like what am I gonna say now but I think it's just like mm-hmm. having like all those different understandings so yeah
1: Yeah, I've never thought of it in that way. Yeah, it is like seen as a deathless scene, like other scenes are, you know, under are below those, but oh, being part of the LGBT community is, you know, a deathless scene. I've never seen that way, seen it that way. Okay, I'll write that down. (laughs) Dala, you said you had like a lot to say on this topic, I guess you want to rant a bit
4: so no no i won't rant because I, I actually really understood from don's point of view like genuinely like i i completely and i really truly respect religious um people because they truly develop themselves to their faith and you, their whole identity kind of is shaped on their religion um and so i completely respect that but there comes a limit where like i completely respect freedom of religion but freedom of religion is not um it's against my religion, you can't do that, it's, it's against my religion, so I can't do that, if you feel like it's truly, like, against your religion, you can't, you do it, like, that's between you and your own God, not between other millions of people, like, like, people, like, you know, it doesn't make sense, just, like, yeah. be with yourself, focus on yourself, and I think God is gonna love you, like, God is not gonna give you an extra bonus pass to heaven <laughs> if you go and do hate <laughs> crimes to gay people, like, it doesn't make sense, like just focus on yourself, focus on your faith between you and God, and we'll see when you know everything ends or if it will, I don't know, but like um, I completely understood from your um from your explanation, I actually didn't look at it that way, but yeah, that's all I have to say I, mean, I want go like, on to you know
2: absolutely I, and I think you bring up a great point though like in the sense that it, that's one thing that I've always talked to my parents about when it came to because I have family unfortunately like my direct family was very supportive of me but I had people who was my family that was not supportive of me outside of like my direct parents and siblings and those people I would always talk about and they a lot of the time used faith as their justification and I told my mom like what makes a Christian more right than an atheist more right than a Muslim more right than a Jew like these are all religions that are well-organized, atheism aside, of course, but like these are all belief systems well-established and these people who use their faith as their justification, these are well-established faiths that are global and have millions, if not billions of followers on this earth. You know, who's to say that their opinion is more right than another opinion? And I love what you're saying, Tal, in the sense that it's like, if it says it's not right for you then you don't do it but that doesn't mean it's not right for everyone you know we're out here trying yeah. to live our best lives and be our own best exactly. selves for the most part and there needs to be some line of sympathy and yeah i think that's a great point thank you for bringing that up
3: of course. Yeah, i think with like thinking about sympathy is like a really great way to like end this episode it's been really really amazing having you here dawn do you want to say like any closing remarks closing or something
4: statement mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, closing statements of finishes on. No, um, I would just say like, of course, thank you guys very much for giving me a platform to speak and you know talk with you guys. And you're saying you're not super educated, but you guys super are educated, and um, it's awesome that <laughs> you you're dedicating. We you don't want to get <laughs> right? I mean, but it's 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 difficult, you guys are, you have to put yourself in uncomfortable positions to learn. And as oh, I mentioned, boy. if I misspoke, if you disagree with something that I said in this episode, like, no harm, no foul, like, feel free to reach out to me, you know, or something like that. If you have my contact information, I would love to have a further conversation It's I'm not God, I don't know everything, you know, I'm not I'm omniscient. So if, if you dis- if you disagree, I'm happy to continue the conversation. But at the end of the day, like I said, I would end with the phrase that I kept saying is you don't need to you don't need to have complete understanding to have compassion and to have sympathy, you know, be a good person, treat others the way you yeah. wish to be treated. And I feel like if we all could just abide by those two things, then the world would be a better place. Um, but yeah, thank you guys again for having me today. It's been it's been fun talking to you guys. You're good friends. This has been cool. <laughs> we
0: thank see you, Dawn for it. coming. Really see you. Really
1: appreciate it. Yeah, That's thanks cool. for That's educating fun. us.
0: <laughs> of
3: course. Of it's course. Been really fun having <laughs> you here, Don. If you want to carry on the conversation with us and with Don, you can always find us in like our social medias. Search for at the VN Talks, at like at the VM podcast. You can leave some comments in YouTube or just send us a DM. We will, if you have something that you want to ask to Don as well, we will make it sure that you can get in contact with him. Um, mm-hmm. with love having you, Don, yearly, here this episode, and everyone, happy Pride Month. And while well, we'll see you each other for episode four, uh, I think that's it. Do you guys, Marga, want to see something else?
1: No, I just want to say bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. bye. Be, okay. be yourself we'll and, and love yourself and love others. Remember okay. that always. Okay, Happy Pride. Okay. Happy Pride. <laughs>
4: Happy Pride, guys.
1: Bye. Bye-bye.